guys, it's time for another episode here of Behind the Rainbow. I'm so excited. They just keep on coming and I love each and every one of these episodes and each and every one of my guests. Let me do my little plugs before we get into this episode. Make sure you subscribe to my podcast so you can get the updates right when these episodes upload so you can be the first to listen. You can find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and any podcasting app there ever was typing in Behind the Rainbow. Make sure to leave me a rating and review because those are super important apparently and make sure you share these episodes with everyone and their moms because they're all super important takeaways that the world needs to hear. So on today's episode, have you ever had those moments in your life where you're just like to yourself, I want to change my life? How many of you actually go about trying to figure out how to do that or you just leave it behind and you're like, whatever, continuing on with hating my life? Well, in 2017, when I talk about that epic Coachella meltdown that I've had that I talk about on pretty much every episode, if you had listened to last week's episode, you know that I met with my girl Don McCoy because she was someone I wanted to emulate and be like. But there was another girl that I met with right at the same time and her name is Amy Patuski. She became my life coach for six months after that and she, ironically or not ironically enough, changed my life. On today's episode, we have her on. I'm so excited. She was someone that I saw living the life that I wanted to live. So I was like, girl, I need to work with you because I want to be just like you. When you listen to her, you just want to take in everything she's saying and write down all these notes. So make sure you write down notes as she's talking about how to actually live the life that you want to live. So on today's episode, she bestows upon all of us her wisdom about how to take on life, what it means to look at life as it being for you, not happening to you, how to say no and to create balance and boundaries, how to surrender to the things that are happening in your life, and how to deal with breakups and how to celebrate them and not hate on them once they end. This is a lot of amazing takeaways, so get ready. I'm so excited for me to share my teacher and my girl with you. I'm also putting her website, her Instagram, and all the ways that you can connect with Amy in the show notes. She's actually going to have a podcast of her own very soon, so stay tuned for that. And also she does these amazing retreats and she has a few more coming up. So make sure you check out her website to check out the details and to hang out with her because I just always want to hang out with her. Enjoy this episode. Let us know your thoughts. I feel like I'm with my teacher and this is like my graduation ceremony. I'm with Amy. How do you say your last name? Batuski. Batuski. I do this thing where I monologue about how I know each guest that I have. So let me start off with my monologue. How I know Amy. Two years ago, I always talk about my Coachella breakdown that I had. I was like, I want to help inspire people and inspire the world. And our mutual friend Donna was like, well, I'm going to be doing this volunteer service for these kids at Cleveland High School in the Valley. Do you want to come? I'm like, 100%. And this is my dreams. I'm all for this. I go. It was life-changing. It was amazing. But one of the best takeaways I got was meeting Amy, who was there. First of all, never knew what a life coach was prior to meeting you. Like, I really liked that girl. And we became Facebook friends. I would just see your stuff pop up on my feed of you doing all these amazing things. Your energy from when I met you has always been so vibrant and exciting. Even right now, when I was walking in here, I just always want to have you in my pocket at all (laughs) times. So I just kept seeing your stuff pop up as the months went by. And I kept being like, I want to be this motivational, inspirational person. You were on my list. I just want to be like Amy. Everything about her, I want to be her. That's when I messaged you and I'm like, hey, Amy, do you mind grabbing a coffee with me? I didn't even know what I wanted to say. Just like, (laughs) how can I be you? That coffee turned into the life changing thing of my life because after that, Amy became my life coach for six months and you really just changed my life. I know that's like cheesy and that is what you do, but you really did that for me. And I came to you and I was like, I want to change people's lives and help motivate people, but I can't do that until I'm okay with my 
myself. I wasn't so confident or so happy. You really showed me the ways for that. Mm, beautiful. That was amazing. Was that a good intro? <laughs> yes. That, that was, was a really good monologue. That was a great monologue. Thank okay. you. So that's how I met you. But for people who don't know you, can you explain how you got into life coaching and where you are today? Oh, absolutely. I was actually born and raised into a family that really values personal growth. So both my parents actually met in a personal development seminar from my inception. They really, really encouraged both my sister and myself to be really forward thinking and to value our education, which includes our education around personal growth and spirituality and communication. So I was raised in that environment. I took it on for myself when I was 18. So I have been studying and digging into personal growth and coaching for the last almost nine years. I actually decided to quit my corporate job in New York City. I worked in the natural food industry for a vegan food company and I moved to LA and people ask me all the time, why LA? And I was like, because of the palm trees. That's a good answer. (laughs) What other reason? Hello. Yeah. The palm trees, the energy, the sunshine. I loved everything. So I moved here. I hired my own life coach because every coach has a coach and started my coaching business. So that was four years ago and I have been continuing my training ever since. So I had already had a lot of training, but I wanted more and I wanted to keep growing and all of my personal transformation got to be weaved into the work I was doing and continuing to do with my clients. And so my work has changed a lot in the last four years. For the first two years of my business, it was general life coaching, which is a lot of what we did. Where are you and where do you want to be? What's next? What's in the way? What parts of you aren't really you? Let's peel away the layers that aren't your authentic self so that you can be living more fully and freely as you with nothing in the way. And now because of the trainings I've done over the last year and a half, my focus is around intimacy. And intimacy is important and relevant in any relationship. It's important in your romantic and sexual relationships, which is where our minds go first. Also in our family relationships, in our friendships, in our relationships with our coworkers or our clients. We're intimate with people every single day. So intimacy is my focus now and it's still applicable to anyone. So I mostly work with women and it completely lights me up and gives a lot of ignition in my body and in my spirit to be working with people around living their truth and speaking up for what they want and following their desires and what really lights them up in life, which is a lot of what we did. What actually lights you up? Not what have you been conditioned to do or felt obligated to do, but what do you actually want to do and what's the message that you want to be spreading, which is relevant to all the changes that you've been making. So we'll get into that, I'm sure. But that's a little bit of where I came from and where I am now and how my business has shifted. Do you have one-on-one clients still? I only have one one-on-one client now. Oh my God. The lucky woman. Wow. And you were a lucky woman. <laughs> I got you. I got you right at the right time. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to mention that. Thanks for bringing that up. So I used to do one-on-one. Of course, you were my one-on-one client. And now I do almost exclusively group coaching. So I have group coaching programs for women and then I lead retreats. That's amazing. Yeah. I wanted to get into all the 35 million things that you do because I can't keep up. And then also, <laughs> how do you have time to do all those things? Because I literally have one job and I don't have time for it. Well, I think one of the biggest things that I've been working on over the last couple of years is finding balance and setting boundaries. So I say no to a lot of things and that allows me to have time. If I were saying yes to every single thing that came across my desk or came across my life, I would be screwed. So I say no to a lot of things and I actually have saved so much time in being more efficient in my business by doing group coaching. So you can imagine if I had 12 clients before, that's 12 hours of individual calls plus all the pre-prep work and then after my calls. And so that's a lot of hours. And now if I have 12 clients in a course, then they're all on the same call. I have more time and then I can have more courses or create bigger projects or make more of a difference or touch more lives and I'm using less time. And you hit more people at one time. Absolutely. And I love making a difference for more people. So Mm -hmm. it's optimizing in every way. And is there like a name of your program? Yeah. So my flagship course is four months. It's called Wild Confident Intimacy. It's just for women or people who identify 
identify as women. And then my graduate program is a year long container. It is called Radiance. That's only for women that have done my flagship program. And then my retreats are called Desire on Fire. I love it. So I know this is probably like so many answers to this question. What are some money takeaways and lessons and mantras that you live by, teach your clients to do, or that you just think are necessary for people to use when working with you or just in life? Well, there's so many. <laughs> um, okay, let me think of a few. So one big one that I live by is everything is happening for me and not to me. Wait, I was going to say, oh my God, I say that all the time and I got that from you. I forgot. <laughs> I really say that all the time. Yes, woman. That was life-changing, right? truly. It is. Because you can hear it in passing, but unless you get it in your core, which you did from our coaching, and that's why you can recall it, unless you really get it, it doesn't necessarily change your life. I've heard it. You know, Tony Robbins has said it and other teachers have said it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, whatever. When I really got it to my core, I really saw that all the good, all the bad, and this relates to one of your earlier episodes, you know, with your friend whose mom passed away. When you get it to your core, like everything is happening for us. The most traumatic things, the most upsetting things, the most destabilizing things, like, oh, this is not stable for my life, actually bring us a huge lesson. And they have us look deeper. We could not look deeper, but I look deeper whenever something like that is happening. For example, I'm moving in a couple of months and everything just got switched up with my roommates and my friends that I'm living with. One person isn't living with us anymore. And I was like, okay, how is this happening for us? Maybe I'm not meant to live in the new place we were going to live or with the group that I was going to live in. Maybe I'm going to live with new friends or in a new city and I'm surrendered to it. So this is another lesson. So to finish the everything happening for me, not to me, when something is happening for you, you get to see the lesson in it. When something is happening to you, you're a victim. So whenever I'm willing to shift, like I'm like, something's going wrong. Oh my God, why is this happening to me? Why is everything crumbling? If I look at, wow, how does this make me a deeper person? How am I able to practice surrender here? So in this situation, I'm surrendering to what's happening with changes in my living situation. And I'm like, something better is coming. So I always trust that something better is coming. And that's another big lesson that I've taken on, which is learning to surrender to what is. And it might be messy and it might be scary and it might be uncomfortable. But if I can surrender to what is, I trust that there's a greater path. I trust that there's a higher power. You can call it God, goddess, universe, magic, mother earth, whatever. I trust that there's something bigger carrying me along. And so I'm like, all right, change of plans. And I surrender to it. And the more I surrender, the less I resist, the less I push against what's happening, the more the lessons come and I actually have ease and grace. And then I would say like learning to say no, setting boundaries and not people pleasing. See, we're so conditioned to people please. Make everybody else happy and make sure everybody else loves us and do things for others so that you satisfy their needs. And it's been huge to put myself first and follow my own desires, which is a big thing that I teach women to do. What do you actually want? Because the more that I am fulfilled, the more I am nourished and satiated and my cup is full, the better I feel to be around, right? Like you said, I want to put you in my pocket. You feel so good. I only feel good because I take damn good care of myself. You know, you just got to see my bath. I have this beautiful bathtub that I get to take bubble baths in and I have three coaches and an amazing therapist and a great chiropractor and an awesome acupuncturist. I have all of these ways that I take care of myself, my body, my spirit, my soul, and an incredible community that I surround myself with. So I'm always supported. So I'm able to take care of myself and say no to things and not just make everybody else happy. And other people don't always like it, but generally they respect it. And then I'm happier and better to be around. And from your time of working with me, because it was like almost two years ago now, I was yeah. thinking back like literally around this time, two years ago, I talked to you and we kind of did this whole thing. What have you seen with me as my teacher in this graduation moment? <laughs> I love that this is the graduation. Where's your cap and gown? I say that because this moment, this podcast and what I'm emulating yes. with this is what I came to you to want to do. Yes. And I feel like I'm doing it very 
authentically now and it's just who I am. Yes. And at that time, it's who I wanted to be. Absolutely. So that's why I call it my graduation. I love it. <laughs> and it's true. It's like a culmination of the work that you've done. So I would say the biggest changes that I've seen there, like when you came in, it was very much about making other people happy and doing what was expected of you with your brand. Kind of like you were locked into this brand of here's what I have to do. Here's what's expected of me as fashion lane. There was a lot of expectations put on you and you were peeling away the layers of like, how can I come out and be free and be real and be authentic and be messy? That's something that's so huge and difficult for us to allow ourselves to be and allow yourself to be seen. And I think that was a big thing that we worked on actually letting yourself be seen and being more empowered and trusting yourself instead of being in your fear and in your stories, your inner dialogues. Because before your inner dialogues ran the show, your inner stories, your fears, your all of that, you and the rest of the world, all of us. And now you come so much more from, okay, what do I actually want to put forward into the world? How can I take action on this? And that was something that you really got to start in our coaching and you have taken and continued to create structures and communities around you to support this growth and this action. But it was so massive for you to get out of your head and into your vision and into what's not just going to make other people happy, but what's going to make me happy and how can I live authentically and be the leader that I want to be without faking anything. And that's totally who you're living as now, especially with this rebrand and being who you really are and showing your real self and letting yourself be messy and reveal the real stuff. Everyone wants that. Thanks. Yeah. I was saying like it's been a whole thing with my Instagram. My stuff doesn't pop up for people. I'm not getting as many likes yeah. and I just I'm like whatever. But yeah. you know that was me. not the case. Yeah. And I really commend you. You know and I only coach my clients where they are. So even if I was like who cares? It's not about the likes. When it's important to you that's what we work on. So that was important to you at the time and I love that you've shifted out of the external validation of the likes or the amounts or the followers and shifted into what actually lights me up to share because at the end of the day if you're sharing what you feel excited and turned on and lit up about and less people like it but it's real you're gonna sleep better at night yeah right half of our calls would be like okay what is gonna be my instagram growth game plan how am i get more followers right? you remember yes that? it was but that's where you were on your path and i think yeah. that's super important and it comes back to trusting the longer game trusting the journey that we're on that you can't rush it or fix it you had to go through every moment of your journey that you've gone through to be right here yeah it's so crazy i see you and i just see who i was then yes. it's nuts okay so i think you're a pocket of ray of sunshine but I'm sure because you're human you have days that you're like oh, this yeah. day sucks how do you get through that because you still have to coach people you totally. still have to be that person for others so how do you be that for others and how do you realign yourself to be that for yourself I love that question and I am definitely human I was really overwhelmed yesterday no I was just traveling I was away for seven weeks I just got back a week or two ago and now I'm traveling again soon coming back I'm like oh there's a whole to-do list and you know I have so many emails to get back to and I was really overwhelmed yesterday. My biggest tool that I use to feel better is reaching out to my sisters, connecting with women in my life. And I have really, really solid sisters in my life. The women that I live with, my close girlfriends that are my roommates, I have a thread with them. And also with some of my best friends that I do retreats with and other women in my life. So I always have women to lean on and that is my backbone when I don't have one. So I'll immediately reach out. You know this, but the importance of sharing what's really going on, which is so resonant with what's going on 
on with your whole rebranding. Immediately yesterday, I was feeling overwhelmed. And in that very moment, I texted two of my friends and I'm like, hey guys, can I share what's going on? I'm dealing with this and I just want to name it. I want to say it. I'm overwhelmed. Here's why. And I want to get it out there because it's going to feel better once it's done. And they were loving and they're like, I relate. I get it. Oh, I've been there. What do you need? That is one of my biggest tools. Leaning on the people around me, being vulnerable, letting people see me in my mess, letting myself admit when I'm challenged or dealing with something and then leaning on my support structure. So like I said, I have three coaches currently for like different areas of my life. I have an amazing therapist. I just meet with her once a month, but I love it. It just like regrounds me. And I have an energy healer and a chiropractor. I go to a sensual movement class every week and move my body. So there's different ways to move the energy. So I'm not stuck. I think a lot of times we just get stuck with the shit that's not working and I don't settle for that. So I'm immediately doing things to move the energy so I'm not stuck with it. And then I don't hide when I'm down. And that's really key. Something that I love about you is on all your posts, you're super authentic. I think for a normal person who isn't about this life and doesn't know about this stuff, they're like, whoa, this girl's a little too authentic for totally. me. Totally. But low key, everyone appreciates it because right. no one really says it. Right. But you do. I always, with my guests, like to do this exercise of what shitty thing happened to you in the past week or so that you maybe didn't share on Instagram or Facebook mm -hmm. that you had to deal with and how did you deal with it? I was in a house meeting with my roommates. They live in a community house, which is, oh my God, we could have a whole podcast just about that. Let me tell you, it's amazing. We have little meetings for our house to make sure everything flows. One of my roommates and I always butt heads. And so he and I were fighting. What I did, because you asked, well, what do I do? So we were like fighting and it wasn't feeling good between us. And we got support from our roommates. So we were in the meeting. All of my roommates, by the way, do personal growth work. All of them have done coaching training, a lot of personal growth work and are very aware and meditate. So we have a very conscious household. So one of my roommates was like, can I dig into this with you guys a little bit and mediate this conversation? This is where I could have been righteous and said, no, no, to hell with him. I don't want to deal with it, which is what my ego wanted to do that. Instead, I said, yes, I want the coaching. Let's dig into this and get to the other side. And he said yes too. So we dug into the conversation and it was uncomfortable and we revealed deeper truths, like really vulnerable stuff because he's one of my best friend's ex-boyfriends. So they're just stuff, you know, it's like one of my best friends and it's a former relationship. Relationships are messy. We've been friends for a long time. There's a lot of messy life dynamics and it's just challenging. So we really dug into it and we came to the other side and we're way more connected. Everyone felt really loving and sweet after and it was revealing of my patterns and his patterns. And then we decided to plan a walk and actually get to the deeper things that we hadn't addressed in months. And we had that walk this morning and it was lovely. And we really dug in, we reconnected and like now we feel awesome. It's so funny when you just talk to people what happens, right? right? Here's what I want to say about that. It's hard to say the real thing, right? In one of my growth communities that I did a coaching training with, they talk about, and I teach this to the women that I coach, the first conversation versus the second conversation. First conversation is, hi, how are you? It's great to see you. It's been a long time. Okay. Second conversation is like, what's going on? I actually know that you did something shitty with one of my friends last week. You've been backstabbing and I'm judging you and I don't like your dress and all the other stuff that goes on underneath. What I like to practice is having the second conversation, the deeper conversation and actually making it about my personal responsibility. Oh, the second conversation is I feel disconnected from you because I heard that you did something mean to my friend and I'm upset about it. Can we talk about it? And why do you think it's harder for people to have this conversation? Oh my God, our egos are so in the way. We don't want to look bad, right? We don't want to look bad. So we save face and we say the nice thing when the thing that's actually needed is to have the deeper conversation and reveal ourselves, which is terrifying. Being vulnerable is like equivalent to like jumping off of a cliff. I mean, it's terrifying, right? So actually revealing ourselves enough to be seen and say, hey, I'm hurt or hey, I feel judged or I feel my heart is closed to you because I feel like you betrayed me. Those are some hard admissions. And I really 
practice saying the real truth. And my clients and I, we talk about it all the time. And I say, what's the real thing, the deeper thing that you need to say to your partner, to your friend, to your parent? And usually it doesn't look so good, but when you can be personally responsible for the thing, like I feel hurt or I feel betrayed or I am jealous, you feel so much more connected. When we were coaching together, you were talking about this guy that you had just met that became your boyfriend soon after that. Yeah. And you guys dated for a year yeah. and I met him and all that stuff. Yeah. It's so great. And then you guys broke up, mm -hmm. which I felt like my Britney and Justin breaking up. <laughs> I was kind of through there and yeah. saw all of that. And I know how much you guys loved each other. But then you did this very beautiful post about your breakup. And I just wanted to know how you were able to get through that, how you were able to be so public mm -hmm. and vulnerable about that. Because I'm sure you read it. Like, yeah. I think you asked him if you could I post did. about it. Yes. So how did you get through that? How do I answer that? I was so in love. We were so in love. It was such a beautiful transformational relationship for me. From the post, one of the things that I talked about was that we celebrate relationships lasting a long time. We don't necessarily celebrate the depth. So that relationship was a year, but it was so deep and it was so potent and powerful and real and transformational and electric and loving. And I would not trade a single thing for it. It was incredible. As soon as a relationship ends in this society, it's like, oh, failure. But we don't say uh, the relationship that you're enduring for 25 years that's sexless and loveless that's a winner that's what I talked about in the post because I was like I'm celebrating this relationship and how beautiful it was like at the end of the relationship we had differences in what we wanted in the future and in our compatibility in certain ways and that was really hard to deal with but one of the things that I really celebrate about our breakup is that we could have prolonged it for months or years and we didn't we were really communicative and matter-of-fact and we really got into it and we felt a lot and we cried a lot and we dealt with it and we fought and we were sad and we were emotional and we were real and it was really growthful and challenging and ultimately we actually honored ourselves in saying hey this isn't going to work and we want something else and a lot of people stay in relationships way longer than they maybe should for their own well-being I celebrate that and I was public about it because I am public about a lot pretty much everything as you said and you know you said that you were following along the relationship you really loved it and you were inspired by it and that was a lot of people people loved our relationship I spoke about my lessons and everything that I learned how I opened up sexually emotionally romantically with him and so I wanted to share the challenges too and I wanted to share the messiness and the lessons that I got out of the relationship and my heartbreak and I really had to take care of myself it has been almost nine months since the breakup and I have been in really intense healing journey and I went to Santa Barbara for four days after the breakup by myself and I got off social media and off my phone and I read and I journaled and I cried and I hiked and I did a lot for myself I have since in the last nine months gone to Bali twice I have been you know working with my coaches and I've done a lot of emotional pain release work from my body and I've done a lot of energy healing and sharing and talking and crying and processing and I am in a completely different place. I moved through that and I shared about it and I'm really grateful for the experience for many reasons but because I shared about being down right we don't like to share about being down especially for someone like me I'm like I love being up like yeah. let's be up and happy all the time so that was a big deal to go down and then be real about it and be sad and heartbroken and devastated for months and reveal it. Yeah, I think that's maybe like why that post specifically resonated with me because I remember that. And it's funny you say that. I have a new friend that I actually met in person at Burning Man. We've been Facebook friends for years and she's like, I knew I loved you when I read your breakup post. Isn't it funny when you have a really sad, real post? Yes. That's when people love you. Yeah, because they can relate. So many people reach out to me. I don't know if I told you this, but Tinder reached out to me because they wanted to publish it. And one of the women reached out to me that works at media section right. tinder and said we want to publish this and i was super honored and i was like yeah i 
want this message to be out there because I think there's a lot of shame around breakups and around heartbreak and around going down and being sad and heartbroken when in fact it's a beautiful part of life it's important and celebrating that you know you're turning a corner and you're entering a new chapter of your life and that's a lot to celebrate even when you're feeling like shit it ended up not working out because it didn't align with my desires and boundaries for the contract so I said no and honored myself but it was a great opportunity and I love that they inspired by that yeah so my last question for you is people listening to this podcast episode like I mean there's so many takeaways from this and just so many takeaways from you just again want you put you in my pocket (laughs) but what would be like a lesson or a takeaway or something that you would want people to really use from this podcast with you well because of the work that I do now I would say to listen to your intuition and to listen to your desire which is not an easy feat especially because we're so conditioned to listen to our heads and our minds and our conditioning so I would say as much as you can when you are given an opportunity or you're in a situation and you're not sure I would say pause slow down tune into your body and ask for the thing that you want and be willing to ask for help and be willing to say no if you follow the thing that feels good for you for your body for your soul it will guide you in the right direction even if it makes other people unhappy or uncomfortable if you follow the thing that feels good for you your life will feel good it's true it's hard sometimes it's really hard sometimes I mean I work with my clients on this every day every week okay how can you do the thing that feels good and oh my sister will be upset or my boyfriend will be upset it's actually a journey and a practice to do the thing that feels good while honoring your relationships and most importantly honoring yourself so it's an ongoing practice yeah all right amy i love you so much i feel like it was like catching carmen san diego i caught you for this episode (laughs) before you leave again yes um so i do my outro and it says until next time and so now i'm making it the thing that all my guests do the outro for me so um i'm gonna say it but i'm just gonna say i love you too and thank you for having me and thank you for being an amazing inspiration in the world and for being real and for being a role model to so many people Aw, thanks so much, girl. Until next time.